0: Are your toes crooked or your bunions sticking out too far and can't ever fit in a shoe? Or your heels keep aching when you first stand up in the morning? You've spent countless hours in a shoe store trying on shoes and using those super cool colorful scanners telling you which type of over-the-counter arch support to waste your money on. Or you have a sharp pain between your toes that feels like this electrical pulse that goes up and down your foot. Now you're contemplating having surgery to fix it. Well, hold on, cause I'm about to change your mind. This is WTF, What The Foot, radio podcast. The podcast to tune in to learn all about feet in the news, sports, and healthcare. Let us be your first step to healthier feet. Want to know why most elective foot surgeries are not necessary? Why, as a board-certified foot surgeon, I'm raving against surgery? First, let me explain. I'm not against doing surgery. I'm just promoting more conservative treatment before surgery is attempted. And I will discuss exactly why I feel most elective surgeries are not needed. Now remember, I said most, not all. First, you have to understand the difference between elective surgery and non-elective surgery. Non-elective surgeries are the ones that usually are needed from a traumatic event that caused a severe injury or deformity that resulted in an emergency room visit. For example, a broken ankle from jujitsu or a dislocated joint from a motor vehicle accident. Other ones are amputations from a diabetic or someone with gangrene. In my practice, I see many patients that have injuries And for the most part, a muscle skeletal injury can heal just fine with rest and immobilization as long as it doesn't cause a significant change in how one walks or shape of the foot. And remember, this podcast is only about elective foot surgeries. Here's some examples of elective foot surgeries. Plantar fasciotomy, including shockwave therapy, chronic tendon injuries, posterior tibial tendon dysfunction, flat foot, crooked toes, bunions, joint pain, neuromas, arthritis, Taylor's bunions, plantar fibromas. These are just a few, and there are in-between surgeries that I'll consider preventative, like a pediatric flat foot. Preventative treatment is important, such as a diabetic with a pressure area from a deformity that could result in an ulcer or later an infection and amputation. So let's get into the top five reasons why people decide on getting elective procedures. Number one, cost. It's covered by the insurance. Insurance covers the treatment, but not the prevention. Plus, the deductibles have been met. With deductibles being met, some of you are maybe contemplating having a surgery. Most patients wait toward the end of the year for this reason to perform an elective type of procedure. That's mostly due to a financial reason and a problem that has been bothering them for a long time. A surgery should never be motivated by financial reasons. Number two, can't fit into shoes. A deformity that has been there for many years causing irritation in their shoe or their shoe doesn't fit the deformity. Never try to fit the foot to the shoe, but instead fit the shoe to the foot. Find a better shoe, even though it's not the cutest one. Sorry, ladies. Number three, insurance does not cover conservative treatment. Similar to the first reason, cost. This is a common problem that doctors are placed in on a daily basis. This is due to a poorly designed medical system. They will pay thousands of dollars for surgical treatment, putting a patient at risk with anesthesia and other complications, but a couple hundred dollars for an orthotic device or therapy or nutritional supplementation are not covered. It puts us doctors in a predicament. An insurance company will always say, we didn't make you do it, we just won't pay for it. Try to tell that one to the judge in court. Number four, my work won't let me return unless I try to fix it. This is a common problem for patients in the military and with government jobs. Patients try really hard to get better conservatively, but when that fails and their job puts a significant amount of pressure on their feet, they have no other choice but to attempt surgical treatment, even though all they have to do is find a different type of job to allow lesser pressure on their feet, which would ultimately get rid of their problem. Number five, aggressive surgeon. Pressure from the surgeon. My doctor wants to get board certified and needs more cases. These are mostly younger doctors that are trying to sit for their part two boards. These doctors usually don't offer much in conservative treatment and mainly say they are only surgeons, not a podiatrist. You will not know that a doctor is attempting to get board certified unless you ask them, or you can look for their board certification license or certificate. If they are not board certified, then they legally cannot advertise that they are qualified to perform the procedure. There's a difference between qualified and certified. Most boards need recertification every five to 10 years. Surgeons will need to show that they are performing surgeries for both the board certification and for hospital privileges. So there might be a financial incentive for a doctor to perform more surgeries, especially if they have invested in a surgery center. Okay, we've gone over the top five reasons why people want elective surgeries but let's now go over my top four reasons why elective foot surgeries are not necessary. Number one, complication rates. There are no surgeries including foot or any other surgery in the human body that are 100% safe. Here's an article from the foot and ankle surgery in 2017. Results from 13,685 cases were analyzed for 24 common foot and ankle operations. Overall mortality rate was 3.60%. Overall complication rate was 16.9%. 10.9% had medical and 8.3% had surgical complications. So as you can see, complications are common. Have you ever seen a list of surgical complications and benefits of a procedure on a surgical consent form. It's like reading the fine print of a pharmaceutical drug or listening to a big pharma commercial at the end when the robotic voice talks 50 miles an hour to fit in all the side effects of the drug. Does anybody ever read those before they take their medication? Well, I'm here to tell you, you better. Never rely on your doctor to give you all the fine details. We just don't have the time. It's not the fault of the doctor. It's the fault of the system. Number two, failure to diagnose the correct disease. Here's an example. Pseudoneuroma versus a plantar plate tear. People can have pain underneath the ball of their foot, and the doctor sees them and says, it's a neuroma. Goes in there looks for the neuroma, takes out a piece of tissue that looks like a nerve, finds out later it's not a neuroma from the pathology report, ends up being a plantar plate tear. This was a study that was published in a Podiatry Today magazine in April 2017, talking about MRI findings that demonstrate why plantar plate tears can cause neuroma-like symptoms and can fool us, even the best doctors. Number three. Another problem for the podiatrist is the cost. Decreasing the reimbursement rates of procedures and visits from insurance companies have put a big burden on our practices, especially small businesses and small practices. I don't want to go over the details of each individual surgery because all surgeries and different insurances from different regions pay varies. The same surgery an orthopedic surgeon does in the same region may get over $200 more than a podiatrist doing the same exact surgery in the same exact region. This is a result of a contract with the insurance company, as well as how many physicians you have in your group. You can also get paid more depending on the area you are providing the care. For example, if you're in a rural area, you will get paid higher than if you were in the big city. That's a whole nother podcast that I could go over at another time called RVUs. My main point of this is you want your doctors to be happy as well as you want the patients to be happy. We are all here to do a job, make money and provide for our families. If we are working hard and not making money, we deserve, we will not ultimately be satisfied and this will be passed on to our patients and employees. Sometimes it's just easier to perform a procedure in the office, such as an ingrown toenail, with a slightly lower reimbursement, but it only takes you 10 to 15 minutes without a long trip to the hospital or surgery center with a finished product, happier patient, and no complications. Number four, and the last one, COVID-19. Due to COVID-19 issues, hospitals and surgery centers caused us to obtain preoperative additional testing prior to any surgery. This caused some delay in some elective procedures. So after hearing all of this negative information on elective surgeries, I have provided many patients with over 20 years of practice with satisfaction rates over 95% utilizing conservative treatment only. With the use of orthotics, AFOs, anti-inflammatories, rest, food supplementation, herbal options. I use many types of herbal supplements that can enhance our own body's nature to heal faster. I won't get into details of the different types of herbs and supplements that I can help each individual with foot issues. That's for another podcast. One of my favorite supplements is Boswella. It's what I call the natural ibuprofen that won't kill your stomach. Another one is manganese, which is a connective tissue strengthener. Doctors need to have an open mind to alternative treatments and therapy like acupuncture, physical therapy, chiropractic care, nutrition, and rest. Our bodies take time to heal, and with the right protocol, nutrition, patience, our bodies can heal without being cut open and exposed to potential side effects and complications. In summary, if you are contemplating elective surgery for a foot problem, please, 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 Do your research. Make sure you've tried everything possible conservatively first. Look up the surgery or foot problem in forums on social media platforms and ask other friends and family members if they've had that too. If a surgeon jumps on to surgery as the first wave of treatment for your problem, find another opinion. Or even find me on Twitter at stlfeetdoc and I'll help you out. Thank you for listening today and goodbye. Thank you for listening to WTF What the Foot. We hope you continue to step forward to better foot health.